Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Welcome. Welcome to Warriors Wrap Up. Bradwell Curry takes another three. It's up and good. He's got 62. On 95.7, the game. Pass to Wiseman off the pick and he flies it for a dunk. Jam. Oh, by Oubre. He caught it right at the restricted area. Here's John Dickinson and Ryan Covey. Down by 30. Far side. Shot up by Dodges. He was falling down, falling away. Up and good in a foul on Wiggins. That kind of night for the Golden State Warriors. They were up 12-11. But then the Mavs went on a 28-0 run. The Warriors missed 18 consecutive shots. They didn't score for 9 minutes and 38 seconds, which is the Longest scoring drought in about 11 and a half years uh, in the NBA for anyone. Uh, They trailed 62-29 at halftime. We're down as many as 43 in the second half and wound up losing 133 to 103. So we welcome you inside Warriors wrap-up here on 95-7 the game. Ten games to go, Covey. Uh, This one was over in a blink, and you can close the book on the six seed. This was the biggest game of the year for the Warriors, and they were a complete and utter no-show. Yeah, it was uh, when you were going through the uh, the synopsis of the game tonight. It reminded me of those uh, those old NFL films voiceovers guy. You know, it said, "Thus ending the competitive phase of Super Bowl Twenty Four. I mean, that was it tonight. Like the twenty eight zero run, thus ending the competitive phase of this particular basketball game. Uh, you know, you could argue JD, and I don't even think you'd have to argue very long and loud. This was the most important game in the history of the Chase Center and the Dubs. They got ran up out tonight, and it was it was frustrating to watch. And I, I know we'll hear from Steve Kerr the you know the missed shots. That's that's bad. I mean, the offense got totally ISO ball centric. There was no ball movement. There was no movement off the ball. Uh, that that was just a, a, a byproduct of their frustration. And you know the game was spiraling out of control. The way that the Mavericks defended Steph and trapping him and throwing bodies at him. I mean, that was one thing. But it was the competitive effort defensively. I mean, how many open looks did the Mavs have tonight? And you give a team like Dallas open looks, and you know they, they start to get you know they started to get rolling. I mean, you, you could see this thing spiraling out of control. It was uh, If it was a fight, J.D., they would have stopped it. 
888-957-9570. We'll keep it rolling here until about 10-15, or so uh, as the Warriors lose tonight to the Mavs, 133-103. to So 31-31. and The Warriors now three and a half back of Dallas, four in the loss column for the sixth seed. That, that's done. Ten games to go. The Warriors do not have the tiebreaker. you got to make up five games in, in the last ten. So that that's done. Uh, period, point blank, end of story. Uh, the Warriors are going to be a, a play-in tournament team. Uh, the Warriors also lost ground tonight, a full game on Portland. Portland went into Indiana and blew out the Pacers tonight to get to a little bit back on track. They had been struggling. So the Warriors are now two and a half back of seventh. Uh, they lose a half game on the Grizzlies and Spurs, who were idle tonight. So the Warriors now a game back of both San Antonio and Memphis. Memphis currently the tiebreaker over San Antonio. Uh, so the Warriors sitting in 10th. Now, they're comfortably in 10th at this point, but they're still in 10th. <laughs> so uh, 10 games to go. And look, now the schedule gets easier. You go to Minnesota, although Minnesota's playing much better basketball under Chris Finch than they were earlier in the year when the Warriors were able to beat them with Ryan Saunders at the helm. Uh, so you, you get a grip and you try to, to move forward on this road trip and you know you got the six games in hand in the back pocket and you try to get uh, win as many as you can and see where it leaves you uh, as far as the playing tournament goes. As far as this game tonight for me, my big takeaway and, and the most galling and frustrating aspect of this game for me was it was almost as if the Warriors just expected that the game was going to be as loosely played as the first two games were between these two yeah. teams. Like To me, the Warriors came out as if they thought it was just going to be a light run in early February and... Dallas was going to get what they wanted on offense, and the Warriors are going to get what they wanted on offense, and it was going to be 120 to 120 with about six minutes left, and and then they were going to figure out whether Steph was going to get the better of Luka or whether Luka was going to get the better of Steph. Maybe you make a couple of plays, and Dallas said, uh-uh. Dallas treated this like it was a playoff game. The Warriors treated it like it was going to be one of those defensive, you know, defense optional kind of open gym games that they've had a lot of and been able to win a lot of uh, at different points and, and won one of them against this Mavs team. To kind of have that look like the attitude the Warriors brought into this is that's the most disappointing part for me. Yeah, I, I think that's very well said, J.D. There was a level of intent and a, a level of determination from the Dallas Mavericks on the from the opening tip tonight. And it was apparent. They showed up like a team pissed off that they lost to the freaking Kings last night. Didn't play their best ball. You know, they don't have Chris Dapps, but, you know, they got a couple of guys back in the lineup that they thought maybe they weren't going to have. And they knew, hey, look, we want to solidify our standing, stake our claim to the sixth seed, win the season series against the Dubs, hold them under thumb in the process, maybe enhance Luka's MVP candidacy, which, you know, a lot of chatter about Steph Curry lately, and rightfully so, I want to say off top. Uh, but whatever it was that, you know, th that the Dallas Mavericks brought tonight from the opening tip, I mean, it was it was pretty clear to me. One team showed up in 10 on playing 48 minutes, and I think you nailed it, J.D. The other team kind of thought, yeah, we'll uh, we'll go back and forth for a while, and then, uh, you know, we'll, uh, we'll talk to you in the fourth quarter. And, and I didn't think in the pregame, 
that they, the Warriors could get blown out in this game. I just thought it meant too much to them. They've been playing too good at team basketball lately. And I figured the Mavericks wouldn't be as, you know, as committed on the, you know, the second end of a back-to-back. Defensively, they wouldn't be able to do enough to slow the Warriors down. I mean, I was dead-ass wrong on all fronts. This was the no-show of no-shows for the Golden State Warriors. To me, this is, I guess... Toronto's the worst loss of the year, uh, like number wise, but this is the worst loss of the year when you consider what was at stake. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it was just it was ugly, and and the war the Warriors just looked like they didn't expect Dallas to to defend them tonight. Like they didn't like, and almost like they were stunned because Dallas did to give them credit come out. And they were extremely focused defensively. Like, they, they had a game plan, and they were playing hard. And I, I made the comment to a couple of people tonight just kind of chit-chatting uh, via text. Like, I can't remember the last time the Dallas, you know, the Dallas Mavericks looked this intent on playing defense in any game that I've watched them play. I know they've been better the last couple of months, really since that, that stretch where the Warriors played them a couple of times in Dallas, and the games got into the, the 130s and the 140s and, on back-to-back occasions. They've picked it up since then, but it was... It was almost as if the Warriors just weren't ready for the Mavs to have a buttoned up, well-intended defensive effort. And then when it was there and the shots weren't falling and the passes weren't weren't hitting, they just kind of packed it in as Dallas got hot. And this thing turned into you know what it turned into, a 28-0 Mavericks run from 12-11 Warriors. It moved to 39-12 Dallas, nine minutes and 38 seconds without a make. Uh, and it wound up a 35-5 run. It was ugly, 62-39 at halftime. Worst quarter, the first quarter for the Warriors this year. Worst half uh, for the Warriors uh, this year. And then the Warriors came out and gave up 41 in the third to boot. So if, if the first half wasn't bad enough, they gave up 41 in the third. And then it was just, I mean, the game had long been decided. But uh, I, I'm with you, man. I mean, this one... This one leaves me a little bit stymied and, and honestly a little bit feeling foolish that I yeah. opened the door to the fact that this team maybe had a shot if they won tonight to get the six seed. Yeah, it's it's funny. It's you know, you, you look back to you know doing the pregame with Jim and I even said to Jim Barnett, I expect the Golden State Warriors to win this game. The point spread favored the Golden State Warriors. They've been good at home. Mavericks just lost in Sacramento last night. And you know, the, Dallas is one of those uh, Enigma teams. It's you know, what kind of effort? They've got the talent, right? You know, we saw they've got the scores when they need to, even without Chris Dapps, they can do enough offensively to get going. And and my biggest point of contention, why I thought Dallas was an imposter, because we've talked a lot about this team this year, J.D., why I thought they were an imposter in the West was because they didn't play any defense. And, you know, somewhere along the line, you know, probably about a month and a half ago, Dallas kind of flipped that switch really at the start of, uh, at the start of March. I really feel like Dallas kind of flipped the switch and realized, uh-oh, Time's slipping away here. We're a more talented outfit than this. We're underachieving. We go out there and we just try and score 130 every night. And, you know, that's fine and dandy when you're hitting your threes. And, you know, Luca's putting up these gaudy stat lines. And, and guys are, uh, you know, kind of falling in line, too, and, and you know, behind them. But when teams don't defend and then they don't hit their shots, they can get rolled. And Dallas had a, t- a number of bad losses like that early in the year. And uh, so they've, they've really flipped the switch. And I felt like tonight... Dallas looked at this as, ex- as exactly what it was. This was a, a, a test game for them. This was a barometer game for them. Like, hey, are you really going to let the Golden State Warriors get back into this conversation and, and have your grasp on that sixth seed questioned? Or are you going to go out there and, and put your foot on their throat from the opening tip 
and and put the boots to this team in their own house. And they did that. And, you know, the Warriors just didn't match the intensity. Now, I know the Warriors, hey, look, we, we got to be mindful of the other side of this. Warriors are playing really shorthanded right now. Uh, they haven't had a lot of practice time. You know, they've, they've just been playing a ton of basketball, and they've been playing really good basketball of late. Eventually, it will catch up to you. Short rotation, a lot of games, a lot of high, you know, high pressure games, a lot of close games. Like the Warriors have been playing a lot of high level basketball and, and a lot of, you know, I, I guess high energy expending basketball the last couple of weeks. And it, it all kind of caught up to them tonight. And unfortunately, you know, in a game in Minnesota a couple nights from now that, I don't know, two weeks ago, three weeks ago, it looked like, oh, yeah, the Warriors will roll into Minnesota and smoke them. Not so fast. Like if they bring this kind of effort tonight, that they if they, if they bring this effort a couple nights from now in Minnesota that they brought tonight the Timberwolves will do the same thing to the Golden State Warriors. Well, and, and I'm gonna uh, you know the interesting thing about because you mentioned you now haven't practiced and that was actually a topic that came up in in Steve Kerr's pregame Zoom session uh, because the Warriors clearly looked like a team that that hadn't practiced in a week and it, and it had been working for them. You know, Steve Kerr they they come off the five game road trip. And, you know, they get back late, obviously, Wednesday. They have the off day Thursday before they begin the homestand against Denver. So they don't they don't practice on on Thursday. They, they didn't have a shoot around on Friday. They had a little walkthrough uh, in, in the afternoon on Friday uh, before the game. They don't practice Saturday. They, they do the same thing Sunday. No shoot around Sunday for a, a seven o'clock game. Have a little walkthrough, uh, you know, basically in the late afternoon. Uh, and then nothing yesterday, and they did the same thing today. Uh, you know, this is one of those things that you know Steve Kerr said, and I'm I'm quoting you know Connor Laterno quoting Steve uh, from the pregame session. Uh, Steve Kerr said this season has been extremely draining. It just felt like the right decision. We'll see how long we do it. Uh, tonight is the you know tonight's the kind of thing where like it it had worked. Steve Kerr had explained the reasoning, but I feel like. When you come out and it's the biggest game of the year and you play like that, even though it had worked before, I feel like that's going to be one of those decisions again now that, that is going to be kind of focused in on the next couple of days. Like, well, wait a minute. what You haven't practiced in a week? Why the hell haven't right. you practiced in a week? And you know, I'm not saying it's necessarily right or wrong, but it's something that definitely needs to, to be brought up on a night like tonight when the Warriors look like a team that hadn't practiced in a week. And frankly, they look like a team that hadn't practiced in, in a week against – Sacramento on Sunday as well yeah no I think that's a great call JD and I, I know Kerr's trying to find that balancing act right I mean he knows this team is shorthanded they're missing a bunch of players he knows that he's had to lean on Steph and Draymond and Looney like those three guys in particular and Wiggins too for that matter who's played a ton of basketball hasn't missed a game all year like at some point fatigue's gonna catch in so you know you're, you're trying to find that balance between giving these guys rest and making sure that they stay sharp and hey if you're winning it's it's a lot easier to justify well let's let's keep rolling with this like let's let them let's let them keep resting and you know these games are coming every other day uh and you know if uh you know if if they need some rest, like, uh, you know, it's that's it would almost seem that that's more beneficial at this time of year, making sure that Steph Curry can get a breather as opposed to making sure Steph Curry's getting time, getting up shots in the gym. These guys have been getting plenty of game time. But, you know, in a game like tonight, especially after coming off the Sacramento game the other night where let's face it, the Warriors, 
they, they were lucky to get out of Chase Center with the dub in that game. So, you know, I, I think if, if you kind of look at where they were at after that game, yeah, you won, but you didn't play anywhere near your best basketball. So I think, you know, while, A, that can, like, get a team's attention and be like, oh, we were lucky to, to get out with the win tonight. We need to be a lot better uh, against Dallas a couple of nights. And I think that was kind of the general feeling that we thought that they would do tonight. But in reality, it was they looked a little disjointed, a little tired, and, and certainly not up for, uh, for what Dallas was bringing to the table tonight. So I think, you know, maybe a practice yesterday or, you know, over the weekend probably would have served them well. But, you know, I understand why Steve Kerr played it that way. But when you get beat in the manner that they did tonight, you leave yourself prone to be second-guessed. Yeah, and traditionally, you know, coming back from a long trip, you wouldn't practice, obviously, that day. You'd probably have, under normal circumstances, a shoot-around uh, on the day of the Denver game. I'm, I'm even, I, I even understand not doing that, you know, because you're coming off the long trip and all the different times that, that players have to be tested. But to me, you come off of that game, and, you know, maybe you give them Saturday off, but at that point, to me, it would be a little bit more business as usual. Maybe a shoot-around Sunday to get ready for that sack game, so you have an attempt to overcome maybe a little bit of the uh, a little bit of the, the the Sunday drearies that were going on and then to me you get everybody together yesterday and try to have some semblance even if it's a light practice some semblance of a of a practice at that point but again I wasn't questioning it in front of it so I'm not really being too critical of it but I do think it's something that that should absolutely be pointed out when the Warriors have not just one but two pretty flat performances consecutively let's get to Eric and Milbray Eric you're up uh, here on Warriors wrap up on 95.7 the game what's up fellas yeah, man, yeah, brother. that was a uh, stunner tonight. Uh, nobody expected that. Uh, inexcusable loss. I don't want to hear about anything. You're playing a, a struggling Dallas team who just came off the loss to one of the worst teams in the league in Sacramento last night. They're missing their second best player, Porzingis, Saul Porzingis, who's hurt as usual, and Richardson, two of their top probably four players are out. And you got them at home where the Warriors are money. They won four in a row. They normally play well, and they normally play Dallas well. So, I expected this to be a win tonight, and uh, not only was it not a win, it was an absolute biblical beatdown by Dallas. And uh, going nine minutes, you're not playing a defensive stalwart in this Mavericks team. So uh, just all around debacle, I, I didn't expect this at all. I thought this would be a win. Uh, at least they'd be competitive, I thought, the Mavs, but I thought the Warriors ultimately closed this out. So now uh, we can kiss the 16 goodbye. I think the best they can do is seventh. I still feel good with their promising schedule, barring any more uh, unforeseen debacles like tonight, I think that you get a, you get a get right game against the T Wolves on Thursday night, and I think from there you got the the six home games, which I think they're going to re regroup and, and refocus and get this right. So I think this is going to be a one off. I hope anyway, or they're not even going to be they're going to be the tenth seed in the playoffs. They're going to be knocked out. So I, I don't expect this to go on. I think they're going to refocus and uh, starting Thursday night they're going to get back group, and I think they're going to end up in the seventh seed. So this better be a one off though, fellas. Can't happen again. Thanks for the time. 888-957-9570. Uh, don't, sell, uh, don't sell Minnesota necessarily as a, as a get-well game. They just beat Utah a couple of times and one tonight in Houston. They're playing much better basketball uh, with Chris Finch uh, as the head coach uh, there. Uh, we'll come back. We're going to hear from Steve Kerr, the full Steve Kerr presser, which uh, basically tonight was the length of a soundbite. Uh, but we're going to play it for you uh, as uh, he, he tried to figure out and make some sense of, of what happened tonight as the Warriors get blown out, uh, trailing 36-12 at the end of the first quarter. It winds up 133-103 to 103, uh, in favor of the Mavs. Uh, all of that, your phone calls as well at 888-957-9570. Warriors wrap up J.D. and Covey continuing here on 95.7 The Game.
Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Vinny Smith with it, Dodgers with five seconds. Wiggins run off the screen. Dodgers dribble drive goes all the way down the lane, takes a five-footer and scores at the buzzer. And that is how this half ends. Pretty sure that might be the worst half of the season. Oh, by miles. Now, back to Warriors Wrap-Up with John Dickinson and Ryan Covey on 95.7 The Game. Yeah, Tim and Tom all over that one, Covey. Uh, worst half by miles, I would say. Uh, tonight, 62-29 to 29 at the break. Uh, again, the 28 nothing run that spanned the uh, end of the first quarter and the beginning of the second quarter. I've mentioned this a couple of times. Uh, it, it is the second longest scoring run by any team over the last 20 seasons. Uh, and the, the, the longest since the Knicks 28-0 run uh, on November 22nd of 2017. That's, that's a staggering note tonight. The other staggering note uh, is the 9-minute and 38-second scoring drought uh, is the longest in a game uh, since December of 2009. December of 2009. So about almost 11 and a half years, uh, the Bucks went 11 minutes and 25 seconds without scoring against the Cavs. So uh, a historic yuck kind of a night for the Warriors. Yeah, and, you know, as, as historically putrid as this is, J.D., and as frustrating as it is and disappointing because of what you had an opportunity to do, 
just counts as one loss. And, uh, you know, that's how the Warriors have to look at this. Take it on the chin. Uh, use this as motivation in Minnesota a couple of nights from now. You still have everything to play for except for the sixth seed. Uh, so, and, and look, I, I think based on the season that the Warriors have put together this year, J.D., uh, you know, a lot of the, the high, you know, good moments, good wins, but also a lot of disappointing losses. And, you know, hence them being here at the 500 mark, uh, 62 games into the season, probably don't deserve to be in the conversation for the sixth seed if we're being honest. So um, this is about where they're they're deserving to be at this point in the season. And so we'll see what they can put together here for this last stretch and hopefully maybe move in uh, to that seven or eight spot, which still is a, is a huge benefit uh, in that playing tournament scenario. Um, what what did you think of, of, of the stretch, J.D., and, and just how Dallas was getting off? Because, you know, they threw a ton of bodies at Steph and, you know, they were trapping him just when he would get over center court. And I just felt like, there was a lot of standing around watching Steph be in trouble and then maybe he'd give it up to Draymond, but it just, everything was discombobulated, but it was a lot of standing around. And then once Dallas got rolling, I felt like it was a lot of, well, let's maybe this will go in, but it probably won't. And then maybe I'll get back on defense, but I probably won't. I mean, it was, it was about as, as lethargic on both ends of the floor as I could ever remember seeing, except for maybe that Toronto game, but that was understandable because they didn't have Steph or Draymond. Yeah, they looked unprepared, frankly. I mean, to me, the way the, the way they were on offense, to me, defense was more of an effort thing. I, I think at Dallas hit some shots early, and then I think it was more of an, of an effort thing altogether. But uh, I, I think as far as the offense per, offensive performance, one, and I said this in the first segment, I think they were kind of stunned at, like, oh, my God, Dallas is bringing, bringing the heat defensively. Like, And I think yeah. they also looked like a team that, frankly, hadn't, gone over real effectively how they wanted to attack like they look surprised they look like a team that hadn't you know in the NFL like they look like a team that you know team starts blitzing them you know in the NFL vernacular and you look like you hadn't prepared or practiced uh, you know like this team's you know, block of the blitz during, during your week of practice I mean that's that to me is what it looked like and it led to some kind of lackadaisical unsure plays the Warriors weren't making shots when they got shots and you know the whole thing just kind of snowballed and turned into a the the twenty eight oh run. So uh, I think uh, you know, and then you know Dallas is hot and you get down and yeah, the defensive effort was was pretty poor though. Nonetheless, I mean this would have been one of those games at its best if the Warriors had played well offensively. That had been one twenty to one twenty with four minutes left. Yeah, no, no doubt. And it, you just it's straight up, you chalk it up to you didn't match Dallas's intensity. Um, I, I thought Draymond had uh, one of his poorer performances of the night. I mean, of the season, the turnovers. Uh, Andrew Wiggins just looked gassed, and Luca just wore him out tonight. I mean, Luca was just incredible. He got plenty of help from the supporting cast, but you know that was Luca doing a bunch of Luca stuff tonight. Uh, and and Ubre was was pretty awful tonight as well. I mean, Draymond Wiggins and Ubre, your best three defenders, all collectively played horrible tonight defensively. Eight at eight nine five seven nine five seven zero triple eight nine five seven nine five seven zero. It's John Dickinson, Ryan Covey, Warriors wrap up a ninety five seven the game. Mavs beat the Warriors one thirty three to one oh three. So the Warriors now thirty one and thirty one. Uh, let's go ahead and hear from the head coach of the Warriors, Steve Kerr. Uh, after this one, uh, we're going to play the full Steve Kerr press conference tonight. Uh, it's less than two minutes. I believe there were three questions. Uh, and uh, Steve Kerr was not happy, to say the least. 
Hey, Steve, um, in the first quarter and then into the second quarter, your guys had a scoring drought of about nine minutes. What is that feeling when you're, when you're getting shots, but nothing is going in? Well, yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm not that concerned about a nine-minute scoring drought. I'm concerned about defense. I'm, I'm concerned about a level of intensity and, and preparation and, and competitiveness. That's, um, that's what was missing. And I'm the, I'm the head coach, so you know, I, I did not have them ready to play, clearly. You know, biggest game of the year, and uh, it was over before it started. So really, really disappointing. We've got a, a young team. I think you know, of the guys who've, who are out there tonight, I think we only have three guys who've been in the playoffs. Tonight was kind of like a playoff game for Dallas. You know, they lost last night. They know we were right on their heels. They came out like it was a playoff game, and we came out like it was an exhibition game. Very disappointing. I mean, you guys are obviously still 31-31 right in the thick of the play-in bracket, but you've, you've had a lot of blowout losses this season. Why do you think it is that it seems like when you guys have a bad performance, it's like a really bad performance? Yeah, I don't know. I thought we were done with those, Anthony. I thought those were a case of just being early in the year, not ready, you know, for the competition that we were facing, uh, you know, playing some different combinations, that kind of stuff. I thought we were beyond that, but uh, obviously, you know, we, we took another one on the chin tonight. So, like I said, just really disappointing. I'm disappointed in myself uh, for not having them better prepared. I'm disappointed in the way we we just didn't meet the challenge as a group. It's a shame, but we've got 10 games left and we've got a lot to play for. We will be better prepared next game. I know that. All right. So that's it uh, from the head coach of the Warriors, Steve Kerr, short and sweet. Uh, intensity, preparation, competitiveness, biggest game of the year. It was over before it started. The one thing that I do take a little bit of exception to, and I think you probably know where I'm going, Steph Curry, 11 years uh, coming into this year. Uh, Draymond Green, eight years coming into this year. Uh, even Andrew Wiggins, six years in the league. Kelly Oubre Jr., five years in the league. I, I know Oubre and, and Wiggins, by, by their age, can be considered young. Uh, I know Juan Toscano-Henderson's actually a little bit older, even though his experience level uh, isn't as great. Uh, and, and, you know, uh, Michael Mulder hasn't played a lot. Jordan Poole's in his second year. I, I don't really think this is that young of a team, uh, to, no. to be perfectly honest. And not to the point where you can say, hey, that's why we came out and weren't ready and got rolled. I mean, Draymond Green's been to five NBA finals and won three championships. Steph has been having I mean, the same. Uh, it's just that that doesn't fly with me, the, the young team aspect. Man, you got a, you got a bunch of vets. You got four, uh, you know, you know f- it, Looney as well. Like, just I, I, spare me that one. Yeah, miss me with that too, J.D. You're right, man. And I, I think when, when he talks about it as a young team, like, it's they, they don't have a ton of experience together, right? Like this group, outside of the obvious. I mean, Steph and Draymond, they've got a ton of miles together. But, you know, this group was kind of thrown together. And, and you know, this, this season has been, uh, you know, a, a process of them all kind of figuring it out. And then there's been injuries along the way, lineup changes, shifts in focus, you know, the, way, the Wiseman factor. Now he's gone, like – and I'm not making an excuse. I'm just trying to understand, you know, where Steve Kerr's coming from uh, with this. And, and I agree. And, you know, I, I like that Anthony Slater asked that question because, I mean, look, there have been some blowouts. A, a lot of them, though, were when Steph wasn't in the lineup. I mean, there have been a few games with Steph in there. Obviously, a couple early in the year. We can just kind of, you know, forget about those. Uh, there was, uh, you know, the, there was the game in Phoenix um, earlier this year where they got blown with Steph in there. I mean, they've had a few but this was the first time that the Warriors got blown out at home 
in what I considered a, a really important game, right? I mean, you know, early in the year, you're playing good competition. Like, we all kind of penciled in a requisite number of losses for the Warriors when you do the, that's a win, that's probably a win, that's probably a loss. Like, you know, those blowouts against good teams, okay, fine. But Dallas, they've been, they haven't exactly been the picture of consistency this year, and especially of late. They lost to the Kings last night. So it's one thing to lose this game. It's another thing to get the brakes beaten off of you and basically get humiliated. And that's what happened tonight. And you're right. Ain't no young team about it. You got NBA hardware all over the place. And um, regardless, this team should have been better prepared to play this game. It's on Kerr. It's on the team. Nothing you can do about it now except learn from it. But but also miss me with the burn the tape, too. Nah, nah, nah. Watch this tape. Learn from this tape. Like, feel it. And then go out and take it out on the Timberwolves a couple of nights from now. Well, and I wonder what the change is going to be, to be perfectly honest, as far as getting the team more prepared, because now they're going on a four-game road trip, and they're going to fly to Minnesota tomorrow uh, and, and then take on the, the Timberwolves on, on Thursday. And so you're not going to have a practice tomorrow, right, because you're going to fly to Minnesota. So you're going to have a shoot-around, I guess. You'll get to Minnesota, have a, uh, have a shoot-around uh, on on Thursday, and, and that'll be how you how you kick it in gear and make sure that the team's more prepared, I guess. I mean, I know in the past the Warriors would, would fly. I know it's all different because of the COVID protocols. Typically, if they wanted to have a practice tomorrow, maybe they would fly and then practice after they land. I know the Warriors were able to do that a, a lot uh, at, at different points, but, uh, you know, that's essentially off the table this year due to the, the COVID health and safety protocols and getting everybody together uh, in that manner. So I, I wonder what can change because you play Minnesota and then you're going to Houston. You got one day in between, then you're going to New Orleans and then you're playing a back-to-back. So now it, they're, they're coming you know fast and furious. As far as the blowouts go, and, and Anthony Slater uh, asked the question. Anthony Slater also put out the tweet. Uh, he listed them, so I'm, I'm just going to quote his tweet here. Uh, 53 39, 31, 30, 26, 26, 26, 25, 22, 22, 21. Some of the Warriors' blowout losses this year. They also have a couple this year uh, that stood out to me uh, that that were under 20 in terms of the final margin in Utah when they got down 14 to nothing. And I think they were down 30 at halftime in Utah and Salt Lake City back uh, maybe January the 23rd, I believe that was. Uh, and then the game on February the 13th uh, at Chase Center, uh, I think they lost by 17 to the Nets, and that game was blowout city. I mean, they were down by as many as 28 or 30 in that game in, in Kevin Durant's return. So uh, there have been some games where it's been a little bit more cosmetically acceptable that they have actually gotten you know, really, really, uh, really, really beat down. Uh, and so that, that, that's not a pretty list. And I know some of them are without Steph, and, and that's its own story, but that's still – uh, when it's been bad for this team, it's tended to be really, really bad or really, really heartbreaking in terms of feeling like they let one slip away that they shouldn't have let slip away. Yeah, and and just to in the and you're right in the interest of telling the whole story, the Warriors have also got quite a few blowout wins on the year too, right? I mean, they they just touched up the Nuggets the other day, OKC, Cleveland. Um, you know, you go back a little earlier in the year. Um, you know, they, I mean, they've had some big wins this year where they've they've beaten the brakes off some teams too. San Antonio a couple times when they played Dallas, they got them good. Uh, so you know, it it does Sacramento, they blew them out a few times. So you know, they they've or at least one one time for sure. Um, so. It, I get it. They've had definitely had more blowout losses, but that's the thing. I mean, this is kind of who the Warriors are, right? I mean, they're they're a 500 basketball team, and, and they deserve to be exactly where they are right now. And the only thing that I can say is 
there was some, uh, you know, there's been a handful of games. The blowouts aside, like they were, for me, coming into this year, there was always going to be a certain number of games that this team was just, they weren't going to be particularly competitive. They were going to get smoked. It was going to be where the difference was going to lie for this team was going to be in those close games. How you play in close games and how you play against lower tier opposition. Now, the good news is, They've beaten the, the lower-end teams uh, for, for the most part. They've won a lot of games at home. They've been a good home team. So those are the two things that they can hang their hat on. And the reason why they're not four games, five games over 500 right now is because they had a bunch of winnable games that they just kind of let slip away there at the end. So, you know, the blowouts kind of – when you're, you know, with the, at the level the Warriors are right now from a talent standpoint, from a depth standpoint, it's going to happen. Like the Western Conference is deep. There's a lot of good teams out there. It's frustrating, though, that it comes at a time like this where you had been playing some of your best basketball. It's a game at home, maybe the biggest home game in the Chase Center's history, and you got you got eviscerated by the Mavericks, who have been, you know, I would say an inconsistent at best team this year. You're listening to 95.7 The Game, KGMZ FM and HD1 San Francisco and Odyssey Station. It's Warriors wrap-up with J.D. and Covey. About another 10, 12 minutes or so here. Uh, on a Tuesday night as the Mavs beat the Warriors 133-103. to 103. Uh, Warriors now 31-31. and 31. We'll hear from Stephen Curry here momentarily after this one. Uh, Warriors, you mentioned it. I, I wanted to make sure we gave the number. The, the Warriors uh, now 12-23 and 23, uh, against teams that are 500 and above. So 12-23 and 23 against those teams, 19-8 and 8 against teams that are below 500. So they have held their own against the, the sub-500 teams to that tune of 19-8. Of and eight. Uh, Another game where the Warriors lose when they uh, cannot get to the 110 mark. Uh, this one, I, I guess, I mean, it shouldn't be surprised. It's kind of like the four runs or less thing in baseball, right? Like most teams' record are not good when it's, when it's under four runs. But uh, 110 is that mark for the Warriors. Uh, when they can't get to 110, they are 3-24 and 24, uh, on the season. Uh, so And 28-7 and seven when they are able to score uh, over 110 points. So that has clearly been the barometer uh, for the Dubs this season. Let, let's get to our who's hot and who's not uh, as well, which is sponsored by Exergen because accuracy matters. Uh, it, this is the appropriate moment, I think, to give Michael Mulder a nod. Yep. Uh, 31 minutes tonight, uh, 10 of 16 shooting, 6 of 11 from three-point range. Uh, a nice night uh, for Michael Mulder uh, in that starting lineup. Uh, you know, Stephen Curry had his 27 uh, as well. But uh, I think this is the, the appropriate manner to give Michael Mulder. You know, do, doesn't mean a whole heck of a lot, but it's got to be nice for, for him. Uh, and, you know, he's he's a pretty skilled and, and talented offensive player. Yeah. And, uh, you know, look right now with the rotation being where it's at and, uh, you know, the lack of options at Steve Kerr's disposal that he can rely on to play, you know, meaningful minutes, large segments of, of games. Look, Mulder, that's a that's a nice win for him tonight. So, yeah, good stuff for Michael Mulder. I got some who's nots, um, you know, Kelly Oubre tonight, minus 41 uh, and was two of 10, two of seven from three point range. Not so hot there. Wiggins. Andrew Wiggins looking real fatigued. Didn't hit a three tonight was a minus 35. Uh, only hit three buckets tonight. Draymond Green, six turnovers tonight. He had a turnover to assist ratio tonight, a two-to-one turnover to assist ratio. Not so good with only three dimes for Draymond tonight. It was a minus 18. So plenty of uh, plenty of those to go around. And I thought Jordan Poole, there was times tonight, J.D., like when, you know, I know Kerr went real small, uh, you know, in, in the first quarter. They're trying to unlock anything. He had GP2 out there with, uh, with Poole. I mean, JTA was playing the five with Oubre playing the four. 
I mean, he was just trying to get anything going. There were some periods during that stretch where I thought Jordan Poole just looked really confused. He's just basically standing there dribbling, trying to you know beat a guy off the dribble. Nobody's moving, and, and all of a sudden you look up, there's three seconds left on the shot clock, and you're like, that's what happens when you don't move the basketball. Uh, so I thought Jordan Poole tonight, it was a, a troubling sign for Poole. And as you said many times, if Poole ain't scoring, it don't look good. Yeah, it, it yeah, and tonight was a was definitely a rough night for for Jordan Poole and you know, look, you take the good with the bad and I think, you know, he's had some some real good games, but that that's the thing that I focus on. And you know what, the other part of tonight too for me is you know, as much as Dallas has been kind of a middle of the pack defensive team overall, brutal for long stretches and 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 a lot better like you said for the last month and a half or so. Uh but for me, the one thing you know you're going to get from Dallas in a big game, in a game that they deem important, is you're going to get a well-coached game. And I, I, I do think there are some things that are tells as far as a game like tonight with respect to an excellent head coach who's got a championship pedigree in his own right and his ability to, hey, this is a big game. I'm coming up with a game plan and a way that we're going to play against this team to make sure that we put ourselves in the best position to win this game. And I, I, I look at that in terms of the way they defended Curry, the way they put pressure on, on other players for the Warriors and put them in uncomfortable positions. And I also kind of, you know, Jordan Poole for me is a little bit a part of that too because I think tonight, if, if tonight felt like a playoff game and the Mavs treated it that way and Steve Kerr said as much and, and you know Rick Carlisle, thought they really had to get this one. It felt like there was a playoff-level game plan on the other side. So when I look at Poole, 3 for 14, I kind of think I look at Wiggins, 3 for 11. I look at a, a guy like uh, Oubre, 2 for 10. I, th that's you know When people start to say this team's a problem in the playoffs, I wonder how much of a problem because tonight is sort of the template. Not talking about competitiveness or anything like that, but tonight's the template for what a really well-coached team with some playoff experience, at least on that front, is going to try and put at you in a playoff series. And so, you know, tonight was kind of one of those that I am going to file away for if this team does later find up, well, wind up playing somebody in a, in a best of seven. You're on your game tonight, J.D. That's it, man. I mean, it, it, straight up. It, they got game planned tonight. The Warriors got out-schemed. Uh, and it is troubling. Now, you know, look, if the Warriors were intent on moving the ball a little bit more, moving off the ball a little bit more, and, and matching that intensity, uh, then I, I think, you know, they, I, I could still see them, you know, being plenty successful in a playoff series. And, and look, if the Warriors are going to play a, a, you know, a seven-game playoff series, it's going to be against a higher seed. A couple of those games, they're going to get spanked, right? It's going to be, if they are going to make it a series, because it'll be, kind of similar to what we saw tonight. If they are going to make it a series against a Utah or a Phoenix or a Clippers, it's going to be in those couple of games that are close, hopefully the ones at the Chase Center, but you know the Dubs could even push a team on the road when they're on their night. You're going to have to win those games in order to make it a series because you're right. I mean, there's going to be, you know, in a playoff series, there might be a game or two where uh, where the Warriors just get touched up. Now, hopefully it doesn't happen straight away in a playoff series to where they're already DOA and it doesn't really matter and they kind of pack it in. But I, I think that's that point's well taken, man. And, you know, they, you just you have to match what the opposition's bringing to the table. And here's the other thing, too. I felt like they were wearing this run tonight. Like when when Dallas got going and I get it. It's yes. part of the deal, you know, but 
that you could tell, like they were, they were like, well, we're, we just don't got it. Let's, let's, and they just kind of packed it in. And I'm sorry, like if it's a playoff game, it's in the first quarter, man. Like there's still time, but you know, down 18 in the first quarter, the game's not over. Down 32 in the middle of the second quarter, yeah, it's over at that point. And that was what was really disappointing to me when, when it looked like it was slipping away. They kind of seemed content to let it slip away, and that's a problem. That yeah, no, that that's a big problem. And and I'll just I'll, I'll sort of tie that part of the conversation off in this fashion. The three players that I would worry about the most in a playoff series for the Warriors are Andrew Wiggins, Kelly Oubre Jr. and Jordan Poole. Among the players that are going to be playing in, you know, a lot of men. Like I'm not worried about Steph, I'm not worried about Draymond, I'm not worried about Looney, right? But it's it it's it's Wiggins. You know how how's he going to look when when he gets schemed up at a playoff level? Ubre, how's it going to look when he you know teams make him do some things on their terms? And Jordan Poole, obviously with the inexperience. I mean, he's the one guy that that can uh, you know claim inexperience, or Steve Kerr can claim inexperience for him. Absolutely, but. Uh, you know, I, I wonder how it, it, it's going to look when teams are physical with him and show him different looks, and he has to adjust. Uh, and look, it'd be a great learning experience for him regardless uh, if he right. gets an opportunity to do it. But I think, you know, th- th- I'm just saying those are the three guys that I would, you know, okay, what, what's that going to look like when they kind of get pushed around a little bit and, it, and, it's, and it's, you know, time for the grown-ups to play, so to speak. Yeah, no, you're right. And, and look, Andrew Wiggins, I think he's got five, six playoff games uh, in his career, you know, in, in one year in Minnesota when they made it uh, and got bounced in the first round. Um, I know Oubre had a couple of years in the playoffs with, with the Wizards, but I think he's got one career playoff start, maybe nine playoff games in total, something like that. Uh, so not a lot of experience there and that's why I think JD because I, there will be those growing pains in those you know those those hard nights out I feel like for these guys I feel like that's almost imminent um, but that's why I think it's so important for this team to go through that process this year so they can get a taste and like you said they can get that experience because what you don't want it to be is okay this team navigates through next season you know you got clay back and you know you, you close out some of these games let's say the Warriors are the say the Warriors are the the sixth seed next year the fifth seed in the west and it's Okay, well, now it's time to go play a playoff series against Denver or Utah. And all of a sudden, it's you got a wide eyed Jordan Poole out there and, you know, Andrew Wiggins, who's kind of, you know, trying to fight through being actually schemed and, you know, trying to trying to work through some of the extra pressures and the intensities of a playoff series, at least to have that experience this year where, you know, if if you don't get it done, nobody's going to lose their mind. I think that's why it's so important for next year where the expectations are going to be so much higher and the pressure is going to be uh, that much more on this basketball team because they're going to be you know, at, at their level of full strength. Let's hear a little bit of Stephen Curry uh, before we call it a night here uh, as uh, we wrap up, Warriors wrap up. Mavs win at 133-103. to uh, A couple of Steph Curry cuts. Uh, let's hear from Steph first on, on how much uh, this 30-point defeat stings. It's just things getting blown out. I mean, we know the context of the season where we're at. And like I said last time or last or two nights ago when I was up here, it was the biggest game because it was the one that was next and trying to stay in the moment. Dropped the ball, uh, didn't play well, got blown out, didn't really have any life in the first quarter. It's a tough one. You know, uh, obviously want to play better, obviously want to be in a situation where you're, you know, competitive and rising to the level of competition. And we didn't do it. No, definitely did not do it. Uh, let's let's also hear from Steph 
Uh, he was asked if there's anything he can pinpoint as far as the lack of effort tonight. No, if I, if I would have, might have been able to say something earlier in the game to try to course correct. But they, they, I mean, you got to give them credit. They played well. They played with a level of assertiveness and aggressiveness and physicality. And they had a certain game plan to, to defend us, and it worked. So we have to make adjustments if teams want to try to do that again. And we have to be able to play, you know, better, more aggressive, focused defense to start games. So we've, we've, we're, they were a top 10 ranked defense for a reason. And most nights you can rely on that to weather the storm a little bit. If offensively you're not getting it going, you know, it was a perfect storm of everything going, you know, going wrong tonight. Tonight is a give the Mavericks credit game to a certain extent. Uh, but I want to yeah. ask you this. I, I, I want to ask you this. Are you more upset with, we heard from Steve Kerr, does the offense or the defense bother you more tonight? The defense. The defense certainly bothers me more because that's where Ma the Mavericks set the tone, right? It, you know, teams are going to go through stretches during games where you make, you know, you get hot, you're making shots, or, you know, you go through a bit of a cold spell. But you needed to match Dallas's intensity. And that, you know, that's like when you talk about what a playoff game is all about, right? We always talk about in the NBA, on huh? the regular season, a lot of these games kind of defense optional. You get to the playoffs, it's not like that. Every possession is contested. That was what Dallas was doing tonight, and the Warriors didn't match it. That's where, you know, I look, I, I, Steph Curry, Steph Curry, okay? that I didn't really like that response, though, if I'm being honest. He, you know, giving Dallas credit. You give Dallas credit if they, they beat you with a good fourth quarter or, you know, with a good stretch at one point in this game. Like, where's the accountability? And, and again, it's one game, so I'm not, I'm not trying to lose my mind here. But how about the fact that you got to say, yo, we no-showed. And, yeah, Dallas played great, but Dallas could have brought their C game and beat us the way that we showed up tonight. Uh, unfortunately for them, it was the perfect storm because the Warriors brought their F-minus game and Dallas brought their A game, hence them getting their butts kicked. And, you know, you had a historically bad stretch in the first half. But I still would like just a modicum more of accountability I know there's no point in, in you know kicking the team while they're down these guys all feel it right now I get that but at the same time like I, I'm sorry Dallas gets some credit but there needs to be a little bit of uh, a, a little bit of you know accountability from the Warriors end as well more than I'm hearing from from Kerr Steph that's all I'm saying yeah, you give Dallas credit they played a great game but the defensive effort was atrocious and I'll be honest with you, I as bad as the defense was, to me, that's the easier part to fix. And for the most part, the Warriors have been have been a good defensive team. And mm -hmm. and to me, that's just effort. Like to me, it was effort level. It was like so that's and, and that may be the most disappointing thing. And I, I totally understand if that's where you're coming from on that. And a lot of people are probably saying the same way. I'm more bothered by the look of being so unprepared offensively for what Dallas did like that to me is the part that just sticks in my and, and they were both bad they were both right. bad but <laughs> just but for me it's the more like you didn't prep like it just it just feels like you just you weren't buttoned up you didn't it's like we're doing a show together tonight and it's like you know just there was just too much going on didn't bother reading any articles today. Didn't bother checking Twitter. <laughs> didn't bother, you know, listening to you know a, a piece of audio like like that. That like that. That to me is galling, and I feel like offensively, that's where that that's where the Warriors were tonight. So I just and, and the and, and then Steve Kerr coming out, and of course he's going to be accountable, but but just saying, you know, I didn't get him ready to play. Well, why not, Steve? Like that, you know, and then and then it gets kind of taken to that next extent 
of, well, we haven't practiced in a week, and it had been working, so we just kind of kept with it. It's the biggest game of the year, uh, but, you know, we kept it rolling because it had been working, and then you look like a team that hadn't practiced in a week. And, again, you know, I wasn't questioning it ahead of time, but I, I do think it it needs to be pointed out because I do think this is what fans are going to want to talk about and we're going to be talking about over the next couple of days. Like, why weren't they prepared tonight? Why? This was the this was a playoff game. Yeah. No, and we were all excited on the pregame, right? And, and we're thinking, oh, man, you got an opportunity. Based on the way you've played the last couple of weeks, the stretch of games that you've put together, even with a couple of tough losses. I mean, you know, the Warriors could have come in here winning, you know, 10 of their last 11. Could have damn near been here on an 11-game winning streak. I mean, they've been playing some great basketball. And I Shout think out maybe Jim JD... Yeah, no doubt. Uh, and, and, you know, maybe that's kind of why Steph and, and, you know, Coach Kerr aren't going, you know, full, oh, my God, we got embarrassed tonight because it was just – it was a rough night at the office. And, really, it was a rough couple of minutes in the first quarter, and this game was a wrap. Like, there was no coming back from that. And, yeah, the third quarter sucked too. Second quarter wasn't any picnic either, but it was that stretch in the first quarter that killed him. And so, you know, I guess – there's also the inclination to, to have a bigger picture perspective. And, yeah, the six seed's a wrap now. Okay, fine. That was probably a, a tall ask anyway. But the reality is I don't think you want to throw too much poo-poo on what the team's been doing lately because, by and large, they've been playing their best basketball of the season. It just sucks that they had a clunker, you know, waiting on a night where it was the biggest and most important game of the year. And, like I said, you can make a case the biggest important game in uh, Chase Center history. So that's where it's frustrating. But at the same time, you got to kind of take that, that, uh, that macro view and say – Team's been playing well, still got a lot to play for. Just go out and take it out on the Timberwolves a couple of nights from now. Yeah, and there's 10 games to go. The Warriors are 31-31, and 31, and, and with the schedule ahead, I think the one thing that this team has consistently showed us here is it's not going to, in all likelihood, it's not going to be a 9-1 and one or an 8-2. and two or like I, I know we're all kind of waiting and four. for that. Well, it's going to be seven and three, you know, or it's going to be six and four. It's going to be something like that. Like it's not going to be, and seven and three will be good. I mean, you look at it. They're with the loss tonight, seven and three in their last ten. If you do that over the next ten, you're going to wind up thirty-eight and thirty-four. You're going to wind up uh, at at that point, you know, in the playing tournament, maybe eighth at that point. I mean, to me, that's that's a nice, reasonable finish to this season. Go like I just for me, I feel like tonight, either tonight and the games like tonight or the games where they've let games slip away. Like there's going to be one of the there's going to be at least one more game where they get destroyed and there's probably going to be at least one more, maybe two, where they let it slip away. And it just yeah, like because right. that's just what they've been all year. Now they may win every other game at that point, and it winds up being seven and three. But that's just like I- I'm kind of done as of tonight with the thinking that this team is going to go on the big run. Like that, that's yeah. that's over. Their big run was these last ten when they went seven and three, and maybe no, they I can think- do it again. Right. No, I think you're right, JD. And what's funny is, you know, they'll probably mess around and like beat Phoenix, uh, but they'll drop like two out of three to the Pelicans for no apparent reason. Because why the hell not? Because that's who the uh, the 2020 2021 Golden State Warriors are. Um, but regardless, be in a cantankerous mood. Be better offensively, moving the rock, and and you know, getting back into your flow offensively, and certainly bring a better effort defensively from the opening tip. And 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 certainly don't take Minnesota lightly. Don't let don't let the uh, the putrid record fool you. Minnesota's been playing a lot better basketball lately, and they're going to pose a stiff challenge. And if you go into Minnesota with this kind of effort a couple of nights from now, you're going to get smoked again, no doubt about it. 
Yeah, and Minnesota's won three in a row, and two of them were against Utah. They've won four out of five. They've won five out of seven. Uh, they've got you know, wins against Miami, the Kings, a couple of Utahs, and, and Houston. So some, a mixed bag of wins, but uh, they've beaten Utah twice. Right, this that's season. it. Like that's so, the mic drop. Yeah, like that. Like they're they're having you know they're they're playing much better basketball recently, and and really much better basketball since they fired Ryan Saunders and and had Chris Finch come over from Toronto and 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 take take the helm. So uh, we'll talk about that more on Thursday. Great stuff tonight, Covey. Uh, back at it tomorrow. Final word, seven o'clock here. Uh, we'll be talking some Dubs. We'll be talking some. 49ers draft. I hear that the draft is also coming up on Thursday. Is that still happening? That's Yeah, I read a right? tweet, man, something about that. And uh, I know you and I actually, so after the Dubs game Thursday night, don't worry, uh, we got the post-game show, and then you and I are going to do extensive draft coverage as well as we react to the 49ers taking Mac Jones, maybe? Yikes. Yeah, sure sounds like it. So, yeah, that'll, that'll be coming up on Thursday. Tomorrow, 7 to 10, and then Thursday, 3.30, for Warriors Live, and then, yeah, well, the Warriors and the Timberwolves at 5 on Thursday, and then we're going to have Warriors wrap-up after the ball game, uh, you know, probably around 7.45 to about 8.30 or so, and then uh, we're going to be going, uh, you know, on into the night from there all the way until 11, uh, talking some some football as well. So uh, good stuff tonight. We'll talk to you tomorrow, Kobe. Sounds good, Potten, and we'll do it then. All right, for Ryan Covey, I'm John Dickinson. Thanks to Sterling. Thanks to Bobby Spang. Thanks to Ryan Mauser. Tough night for the Warriors, uh, but 10 games to go. This team still with an opportunity uh, to make this a really good finish to the season. Mavs get the better of the dubs tonight. They win it 133-103, to and you heard it all right here on 95.7 The Game.